Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamelly Whitfield, and the journey begins now. All right, guys, so we are back, and we are continuing the conversation with She Heals. And up next is Cynthia. Cynthia Cynthia has such a beautiful and amazing story. Um, her story, just as a mom, it really hit home for me, and we are beyond Wonder Women as mothers. We really, I don't know where we get our capes from. I don't know where we get the strength from, but... Cynthia's daughter, um, and you can say the word because that's like a long word, <laughs> some pe- form of pediatric cancer, and we'll get into it. I was like, bless the what? Yeah, mm-hmm, that one. <laughs> um, some form of uh, pediatric cancer, and Cynthia will share a bit of her story. But this mom is a super warrior, and what she had to endure nine months in the hospital with her daughter, and God bless, you know, things, though... That was a very tragic time in your life. I, I also kind of look at the other stuff that you had. And for your job to allow you mm-hmm. to work from mm-hmm. the hospital every day was, was just a blessing. Because mm-hmm. when I first started reading your story, I was like, oh, my God, is she unemployed? Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Does she have a job? Who will support? You know, because we start thinking about, you know, just maternal instinct of supporting the family and what we have to do. And then to continue to read. And I was like, oh. Her job let her work from there. Like, this is amazing mm-hmm. to see that your mom, that you had camp there for your son in the summer. Like, things just kind of aligned themselves so weirdly in, in such a tough situation. So, Cynthia, take it away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you caught that. Yes. Um, it is sad. It was a hard, hard time. Um, anything that anybody can imagine, it felt oh. like or thought. Yeah. It, it was, it was. Yeah. You know, it was, um, she was two and a half. She was having issues. We're taking her to countless doctors. And um, to sum it all up, we end up, you know, Mother's Day 2010. She walks in the kitchen and she looks like she just got off of a ride. On Mother's Day, On Mother's that's Day. right. That I, 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 I guess I didn't pay attention to that because yeah. I was like, she said that Mother's Day is really hard mm-hmm. for her. But I was just so into getting into mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Mother's Day. And... We end up going to the hospital, which, you know, I called a, f- a few hospitals. I didn't know what to do. We had went to a, a ton of doctors and had eliminated a bunch of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And um, I got this one nurse on the phone that said, listen, she's your daughter. And if you feel like there's something wrong, bring her in. The mm-hmm. worst thing could happen is that she's fine. And so they ended up, they knew, but, you know, I'm friends with nurses mm-hmm. and uh, people who work there now. And they always tell me the story that they knew that I was coming and that she was she needed some assistance mm. based on what I was saying. So she ended up having medulloblastoma. Okay, which yeah. Was a, um, <laughs> it was a brain tumor and it was mm. cancerous and she had to have um, chemo. She had six rounds of chemo and then she had to have she had to have stem cell transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right though. Through it all, it was um, crazy, but I was able to work from home and. I mean, work from the hospital mm-hmm. became my home. It became your home. It, it, was, home. it was literally your home. I was like, did she pack the yeah. gym? I'm like, no, I, start, I think I random stuff. Seriously. <laughs> I think of random stuff. I was like, yeah. where was she sleeping? What did mm-hmm. that look like? I really yes. get into people's stories. Yeah, no, it became our home. Yeah. I turned it into our home. The cleaning people knew me. Yeah. 
Um, we had a process with the people who came by in the morning to bring us coffee, and it was literally like how you set up, you know, your normal routine when you're taking the kids to school and coming home with them and cooking dinner is the exact same thing. Um, and but all the resources and 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 the things that we needed were in place for us. I'm glad that we were at the hospital that we ended up at. Yeah. Um, Montefiore on Bedford. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, um, Mashulu, sorry, and um. Everybody was amazing, and they had all the re- they had it all figured out for us from from a point of what we needed, and mm. a ton of you know organizations that people don't hear about. Everybody hears about um, you know a handful of yeah. cancer and children organizations, but there are so many little unknown companies mm-hmm. and organizations that afforded us the opportunity to. And I was working, so I didn't I didn't utilize that, but. If you're not able to work, that they pay your bills so that the parents can be at the wow. hospital. Yes, um, friends of Karen. I mean, I, I can go through a laundry list of them, and and that's that is one of my missions is to get that out there because yeah. they don't get the recognition that they need. Mm-hmm. But um, Sunrise Day Camp is where the kids still go to camp today for free. Yeah, and it's acres, oh, and they awesome. teach them how to swim, and <clears throat> they turn into they can be counselors when they get older, mm-hmm. and um, they're amazing, and so. It's, my son, who I worried about, because now I couldn't give him, you know, the norm in his age, mm-hmm. um, was able to go to summer camp and, and have a good summer. So yeah, you and you are a warrior. You tried to make it as normal as possible for him. You had you, you have really to. did. You were you had yeah. madrina padrina in place mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah. You had grandma yeah. in place, and you were like, who's picking him up from mm-hmm. school? Who's taking him still yes. to activities oh. and and just you know. Be here in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have summer camp, and this you were a just routine. yeah. Yep. You develop whatever the abnorm was. You made it your norm right. to give him a routine, right. and, and that they is don't admirable. even know. I talk to him now. I still try to dig in and see how he felt. And it's funny because he, if you ask him, he lived with my aunt and uncle for a very long time, like oh. a year. Oh, and it wasn't a year. And I just it was 15, a month. It was a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. and he doesn't really remember as much. When it was easier, I guess, mm. in his experience, right? He doesn't remember that there were another seven months. Um, he remembers that, you know, that time at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And what is, what is the interaction, like the conversation with him with regards to that? Um, he's a 15-year-old boy. It's hard to read. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk a lot. Um, when we had that conversation, I explained to him, you know, you should think about why you think it was so long, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he understands that that's what needed to happen mm-hmm. and is thankful. You know, my uncle would take him, he was in, uh, I think he was in soccer at that time. My uncle would take mm-hmm. him to soccer mm-hmm. practice. And so he's not resentful. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't that it was horrible for him. He mm-hmm. actually had a good time. My cousins were there and, you know, they live in a big house. He was able to play outside and even happen to school with his friends and all of that. But, you know, what they don't recognize, even if it is at the root of their of their um, development, is that his family wasn't there. Right. Right. Um, Mommy wasn't here. Right. His yeah. mom wasn't there. And it was funny because in writing this book, I actually had forgotten that I would plan like sleepovers for him. And the nurses, like the nurse manager ended up being a family friend. Wow. Um, and so he wasn't supposed to, you know, spend the night, although some parents, you know, that had younger siblings, had patients with younger siblings they mm-hmm. would they would camp out um everybody had a norm wow. one of my friends we're still friends till today she had an air mattress and her husband and baby would sleep on the air mattress and they cook up food that was another 
parent that would make us when the kids would stop eating. She was like this Dominican woman who woman who can turn nutriment into like the best tasting shake ever, and we'd load the kids up with it. And um, the nurses would throw tea parties to make that happen. So it's a whole other world yeah. in there. And Kyle was always a part of it. There was a sibling group um, that was provided also, and so he. Well, that's when he really got the opportunity to stop and say, although all the stuff seems very normal and everything is fun and, and, and I'm getting all these perks, mm-hmm. um, holy crap, my family's going through something. Yeah. And I am a victim too. I am not a victim, but I'm, I'm a victim of the circumstances yeah. because I lost everything too and, mm-hmm. and yet this has nothing really to do with me. Um, and so that's when he was able to kind of express himself and being the summer camp which came shortly after Mm -hmm. which is for the children and their siblings so they're all there together and they can share like how probably stressful it is that that kid is getting everything that they want and they aren't or that you have to move around that schedule and things like that when um you're that young you know you want the world to revolve around around you you. yeah what's his relationship now with his sister typical siblings yeah yeah they bicker yeah and, but no you're one annoying say, but i love you yes. you're annoying i can't yeah. stand you yeah. but let me share my secrets yeah. <laughs> yeah, a rough day on wednesday and thursday morning i actually heard him say to her oh thursday into friday so friday morning um i heard him actually say to her hey mia do you want to wear the rose sweater to school today and he lent her one of his favorite sweaters mm-hmm. that we all like have raised our hand and we don't Right. <laughs> and um so yeah it's that type of relationship where i could tell that because he you know ear hustled the night before i knew that she was going through something yeah he stepped up that morning to make her feel a little bit more powerful the next day when she went to school so that's um that's the type of relationship that they have they try to be crazy that's, sometimes but, but it's beautiful they got each other's back yeah it's beautiful so you shared in your journey that you know blessing God that your your daughter is healed Mm -hmm. you know and so she's home and this was your gift and she's Mm -hmm. home but now the reality set Mm -hmm. in that you have another norm Mm -hmm. that you don't know how to kind of cope with and so the stressors Mm -hmm. um started hitting you Mm -hmm. and the stressors hit you hard and Mm -hmm. so you're coming home and you're yelling you're Mm -hmm. frustrated you have stress you're not sleeping you're you know there's a lot going on for you what was that there, there wasn't that whole group of people and organizations and um, professionals that were in place when it all happened. Mm-hmm. They all went away. Yeah. And yes, there are a few organizations that um, out there that do provide after my kids are still and myself are still very well involved with them. But those are a different type of setup because they require for the person to make that move to go there. When you're at the hospital, everybody comes to you. Right. There's people coming in and out of your room. They're filling out the forms for you. They're bringing you the stuff. They're signing the kids up. And now I went home with her and Kyle comes home and now I have to go back into I'm in charge and the laundry has to get done. They have to go to school and have to buy school supplies and all the stuff that happens when you're back home on day one. Mm-hmm. And she's still in treatment. And, um, you know, there's the aftercare. And even that process was a little bit um, systematic mm-hmm. in, in terms of... Um, People are still guiding you, but a good year after that, that stuff all really does go away. And now she has hair, and she starts school, and she looks normal. And everybody's like, you know, it's a year, two years later. Right, you good. Over. You good. So it's like, over, it's what you sweating, right? What you, you sweating? You should be good and happy. And oh my God, she's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And um, that that caught up with me mm. because I never really took the time out to even. Um, even make heads or tails of what we had been the the 
the cards that we have been dealt. So much had happened before it happened, and then, um, you know, I have to say that I worked really hard from a very young age, and I had everything was calculated, and I made plans, and I did things, mm -hmm. and I knew, and, and then whatever happened, I put those things in motion, and this was a part of my life where everything fell apart, and I was lost control of everything, and so while she was in the hospital, I took control back as much as I could, and we were back, and... Um, and then came a time where it was like, you never stopped to really pay attention to you mm. and how are you dealing with this? And the, even realizing that I, I had been through something forever. It was mm. all about what me I had been through and what Kyle had been through and mm. what my mom had been through, um, and their dad. And, and I'm like, I never really stopped to say like what it, how it affected me. Mm. And it didn't, I didn't even take, it's not that I had a revelation or any of that. It's mm -hmm. like my, my whole shit fell apart. Mm -hmm. Everything fell apart. And I was angry and mm -hmm. I was, um, I started to detach myself from things that I loved. And I was just like, everybody, you said this earlier, but it was amazing because yeah, I felt like everybody was doing something wrong to me mm. or the kids, like I love them to death. And if they even, you know, said something sly, I was like, Rah! It was yeah. like this monster that would come out of me. Right. And, you know, like I said in the book, it was like the one day where my son was like ridiculous. Yeah, yes, your son's it. unchecked mama. Yeah, your your son checked mommy. He was like, uh, mommy. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, he went and checked his mama in the kitchen, like, like mommy. You so angry yeah. all the time. And but that I, did something to you. It did because it shifted you. On a normal day, right? Most of us go to bed going, if something happened with the kids, you know, you go back and go, oh, I wish I would have did this. Or I wish yeah, I would have did that. Absolutely. Or maybe I should have did this. Or you wake up in the morning thinking, damn it, you know what? She mentioned that. I never even followed up. Let me make sure right. I check in with her. Um, and here it was. He said that to me. And I then started to think about in that very moment, oh, my God, I pulled my car out the, over, over the other day on the highway just so that I could turn around and yell at them mm -hmm. off the top of my lungs. Like, a lunatic mm -hmm. um, and, and at that very moment I started to remember all the things that I had done and it's funny because sometimes I lose my cool these days mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm still a huge work in progress yeah. we're human and, yeah we're human yeah but when I do I, I I try to make it a conscious effort to think about how I felt back then right. because it was I was tormenting them and I was abusing them mm -hmm. you know and I still like when you know this this project has we've gotten a chance to sit back while we're going through our own thing and our own development to hear the other women's stories. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we all pretty much have in common mm -hmm. is that at the very base of everybody's issues, our parents and our upbringing and our youth and our life as children and, and teenagers lent itself to either how we handled that yep. situation. Intergenerational. How we reacted to about. that situation, yeah. why we were in that situation in the first place. Yep. Um, why we react to things the way that we do. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I, you know, I, I, I struggle and I try to take this project to, to the benefit from it to say to myself, how do I change that with them today and find what is still going on with me because um, I don't want to do to them because of these experiences. What, Even what to my Mia, experience was. she survived, right? Yeah. And I, it's my job to make sure that I give her 
the best that I can because mm-hmm. I'm never going to be perfect, mm-hmm. um, but that I don't do those same things that we're learning um, through even just this project mm-hmm. can happen as a result of not addressing those issues. Um, and so I'm still, I'm still working through them. But I think it's brave of you to even admit publicly that I was verbally abusive with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't think mothers were brave enough to put that out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like that mean monster side of us mm-hmm. that we don't want to publicly put out there mm-hmm. because when we come out, we're like mm-hmm. all put together, right. especially, you know, um, women, we're professional women. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to think, act, behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. And especially we have more writing on us, mm-hmm. you know, as women of color. And so you, you want to be with your children mm-hmm. and Think, act, behave a certain way. You tell your kids, when you go to so-and-so's house, you better not act right. this way, et cetera, et cetera. But in your house, yes. you close those doors, and you're yes. like, Rah! And that's why I say your story's my story. Because I've, I've, I've had those bouts and moments of anger where I've just flipped, flipped, flipped the bug out, you know? And I've had to come back to my son and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And when we're going through our healing, and it's exactly what you're saying, when we're still healing and working on ourselves, you know, those emotions are still real and raw, mm-hmm. but it's also the pressures that we have as women, right. you know, working as a mom, mm-hmm. relationships, intimacy, all of that, you know, and coupled with parenting, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so I commend you for sharing that and for putting that out there because that's not easy to share and to put out there. Nobody ever wants anyone to, you know, I, I think it's easy to, to share a little bit of trauma here. As opposed to sharing, listen, I, I, I've done this to my kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've yelled at my kids and this is what I've done mm-hmm. and I really want to work to stop that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's poignant, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, you, you address your healing process. And so you talked about having to cut people off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because some people, um, either have issues with cutting people off or they just cut everybody off. Everybody, happy new year, new me. I ain't got no friends. <laughs> I got zero followers. You know, like you just, you know, people have different perceptions. But what what was your reasoning behind feeling like you had to just really distance yourself from people who were not understanding your journey and where you were from, where, where you were coming from? Um, it's, it was just a process. I think, you know, as I keep moving through the trenches of life, right, because, I joke all the time that there's no manual for children and raising kids. Oh my kids, God, no, no, there isn't. But there's no manual for us. No. And we had this conversation on our way in where I'm like, it's different when you are um, growing up and even maturing mm-hmm. in your 30s and your 40s mm-hmm. with an army of family and friends and professionals around you that are constantly feeding you and fueling you and guiding you and providing you um, A, the space to have those conversations, mm-hmm. but even B, the resources and the and the advice, right? right. Because... Um, I think that that's, that's the key, too. Um, sometimes when you are independent and you're strong and you're driven and you are the one that helps everybody and mm-hmm. the one that guides everybody, everybody just assumes you got it. Right. And they don't even know how to help you. I they think, don't I think know the minute people to... know you have a degree, they think you have right. it. I mean, I talked Take about that in one of my podcasts. Yes. It's like people think, she got a college degree, she got mm-hmm. a house. You got it. That's it. Period. You got it. Yeah. And so I've learned, you know, through the process, I, you know, there are the people who can help you or who can't help you, but mm-hmm. it's not because they don't want to, it's because they just, they don't know how to. Right. And I've learned to accept that and not be mad at them for it and understanding. And it was a growth process for me as well, because I always say to people, I'm not a perfect 
person and I'm not a perfect friend and there's a lot of things that if I evaluated it I know that I could improve I just I could if I knew how to right. I just don't know how to right. given what I have this is what I got to give um, but then there are the people that you know just are so wrapped up in their own mm. you know that they mm -hmm. just can't and it's one thing to not know how to help me it's another to minimize what your experience to, is. Right, or to mm. dismiss or to disrespect mm. my, you know, position in it. And at the end of the day, if I say, you know, I don't want her to eat something because I am fearful of how that could affect her. Yeah. It really, at that point, you know, you should just honor that. Absolutely. Because I'm her mom, because I was there. Right. And, um, and so anybody who... You know, I, could, I found myself just exhausted from trying to get them, not even just with that, but, um, you know, just things in general. I've learned that if you can't even just, if our, if our relationship doesn't even just bring me a little bit of joy mm. or just a, a little bit of peace mm -hmm. or just uh, I like to laugh and I like to joke. And if, if it can't even be that, it doesn't have to be um, super educational. It doesn't need to be... Um, high intensity. We don't need to go out and spend a ton of money. Our co conversation is everything. I mean, we talk on the phone for hours. <laughs> authenticity is just what you want. Hours. That's what I'm hearing. You want yes. something authentic. That's it. And if it isn't, then I just money. I bid mm -hmm. I bid ways. And you know, I'm I'm always the person that I'm not ever gonna turn my back on somebody who truly needs me, no matter how much right. you wronged me. Mm -hmm. If you truly need me, you know, people know that I'm gonna do it. But even then, there might be some kind of stipulation behind it because I've learned to, I am learning to put myself first these yeah. days. So in speaking about that, what do you do for your self-care and to put yourself first? Oh, man, I joined the gym and that was um, the first time that I realized that I wasn't doing anything for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I've done things recently because the things that I do more for myself besides the gym that, that mm -hmm. I was doing for myself was really taking time out for myself at some point during the day. And I was a smoker years mm -hmm. ago. And now I realize how much of being a smoker then was really me just taking that time out for myself. Mm. And that's when I would break away and do nothing, whether it was, uh, you know, um, at work or out the window or, you know, at the car, like just that moment where I would stop and I wasn't, you know, now that I'm not um, a smoker, I don't, you know, I wasn't really taking time out for myself. I'm starting to build that back up. Mm -hmm. um, I do things now where I'm like, you know, experimenting with oils. And, you know, maybe I just like learned to stop and really take in the moment. And I've been living in my apartment for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And it was probably a year ago where I was like, and I even posted it. And I was like, that's my view out the window. And I never realized the view that I had out of my window. Wow. Which means it's because I'm a, You've been I've always on the been go. on a constant yeah. motorboat, right? Mm. And I never really stopped. And so I tried to do that a little bit more. Because when I do it, I feel so accomplished. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how's Mia doing now? Because I'm sure people are curious mm -hmm. and, you know, Jeez. what's her experience and what is what does she say? She's a vivacious 12 year old mm. she really is oh she um, sounds like it. i feel like i want to meet her and go take her to get nails done or whatever she, she should don't have even understand her. how much grief i got this morning oh my goodness she's like it's my story i need to be oh. you told me that i would be able to why can't i go 
You should have brought her. Ready. Oh my like, God, you guys would have texted me. And it's okay. <laughs> Listen, I have a kid. It's a Kim friendly environment. You would have brought your son. Um, I would have been like, like me. Like, see, I could have went with you. Yeah. yeah. Now you can tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a good girl. She's an old soul. Um, and she's a normal kid, you know, she's going through the normal 12 year old girl kid crap that they mm-hmm, go through. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some challenges not even worth like, you know, I don't spend too much time on them. I've, I've had to remind teachers and doctors that, um, I don't, I'm okay if she's a lawyer. I'm okay if she sells beads on the street, Right. you know, whatever makes her happy. Right. Um, I push her, I push yeah. her very hard. Um, not over the top hard, but mm-hmm. I'm always constantly com- having conversations with her about and reminding her because everyone forgets, but she forgets. Mm. And I remind her, you are a blessing to be here. Mm-hmm. Your time is valuable. You have so much to give back and you have so much to even give those that are around you. Mm-hmm. And when those girls around you, or when those boys around you are losing sight of what reality is because of social media, because of this person that they're following that lives this completely superficial, superficial. life on, on, the, on, <laughs> so on super social media special. and they're making so much money behind it, right? That I, 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 I am so happy to see that she's that kid that tries to ground people, yeah. you know? Um, and then I allow her to be a, a, a typical 12-year-old, yeah. you know, girl because I try not to, from the very beginning, even at the hospital, she had she had um, a bedtime and she had rules and even coming out of it, I never wanted her to come out being spoiled because they come out with their things regardless, yeah, right? Yeah, Everybody's course. paying attention to right. them. Everybody's doing what they want. Right. Um, and, and she was a sassy two-year-old when we went mm. into the hospital. So um, she she's doing well, very well health-wise. And, um, and she's walking through the trenches of some challenges that she has and she owns them. Of middle schoolness. Yeah. And that's what it is. She's, she's yeah. your normal middle mm-hmm. schooler. That, and that that's beautiful and she should have came. So we need to talk about what's next for the She Heals project. What's next for you two ladies? Um I want to I want you guys to give some advice also to the listeners mm-hmm. um because you guys have shared so much. You talked about your healing journey and I think one thing that was so interesting is that both of you talked about spirituality. So I pay attention to, you know, mm-hmm. um, different things. And you guys, obviously, it was two different paths. Um, but both of you talked about spirituality being important in um, your journey. And so did you guys find spirituality together as friendship or it was your own individual journeys? It's still developing. It's still developing. It's still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had bases and we had the norms and we were both raised in the same types of households. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that we are both very calculated, calculative, and also like to question things. And, <laughs> yeah. and so we'll do that. We'll sit there talking about these things. Mm-hmm. And as we learn, we're very open-minded, mm-hmm. though. So um, I actually was at a Joel Osteen um, book signing, and the woman in front of me and I were having a conversation. And I was saying to her, I said, I'm still trying to find that undivided, devoted connection. Yeah. Um because it, it just it hasn't happened for me, right. and um, but I do believe and I know that there is, I, I, there, you know, we both have like the touches of mm-hmm. what gets us going mm-hmm. um, spiritually and even just our own souls mm-hmm. and you know 
you know, your aura and, you know, all those things. I think, and, and I am a true believer that it's a combination of all of those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so that's even just been fun trying to find it and, and navigating your it. own, navigating my own, right. Understanding of spirituality mm. and what that means for me. Yeah. And just understanding like the intuitive powers that we have mm. and we continue to neglect and I don't know why, right? Like we know the answers. We know the answers. You, and you talked about that. Yeah, you we, talked about that. that you've always it. had it, but you've ignored it for I such a long time. It. And I was scared of it. I was scared mm. of it, you know? And I do believe that my gift is premonition, yeah. you know? And I do see... <laughs> I don't want to say I see the future, No, but no, no, I, like, but you, you got, it, yeah. Yeah, you know? Well, we and, say presentimiento, you know? Yeah. Like, you and know. there's been a lot of moments that that I have been able to, like, even validate that and confirm that and affirm it, right? right. Um, and I was just scared. I was mm. scared of it. And I think now the beauty of experimenting and the beauty of just, know. like, who are we really? Right. Right? Who are we? And I really just feel like I'm, like, back in school, but with mm. just learning myself all mm. over again and, and going back to basics 101, yeah. And just picking it apart and like, like sometimes, questions. yeah, I even yeah. feel like I see an aura right there. You see it? Mm-hmm. You see it through the thing? I'm sorry. No, I just like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, look at that right there. Um, God, that just like really threw me off because that's like really powerful right there. I'm sorry, but like having a vision in it's here. It's okay. Um just having fun with exploring like who you are mm-hmm. and even with the ugly. Yeah. Like, the good is good. We yeah. know what the good is, right? But, like, how do you face the ugly? But the ugly can be beautiful. Right. right? And what do you present? Right. Well, and then yes. how do you even work through it now? Right. Like, sometimes I feel like I want another challenge to present itself because mm. I want to be able to see how I deal with it this time. And mm. consciously. Not, like, going through the motions and just speeding, like, right through it. But how do I really embrace that challenge and you you talked about something like that that you you would go to your friends and be like well why me why me and your friend said why not you oh yeah she checked me real quick she checked me and it was it was that it was that one moment but it's like i needed that moment Mm -hmm. because i sometimes am surrounded around that and i do hear that all the time and i don't want to be so harsh in my delivery but i want to be like why not you why why are you so exempt what other words, it's like what I'm hearing is like somebody else deserves to experience that pain, but I don't. Right. And she she looked at me with a dead serious face, and she was like, "Like why, why not, not you? Yeah. And it that was, was like, interesting. It was like a chit chat for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like you know what? You are absolutely you're right about mm-hmm. that. I had to humble myself. Like <laughs> I don't have I don't I got even have a rebuttal. I got checkity yeah. check check. <laughs> just like jump into advice like really quick yeah like the advice is like trust yourself Mm. trust yourself and when you don't or and and you question or your insecurities you know come up and whether they're loud or they're silent or whatever um find someone that you feel like you do relate to Mm. bounce off those ideas sometimes yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you're struggling really like with, you know, depression and anxiety or whatever, 
I, I would say go and see professional. Yeah, I always help. say that. I'm like, don't don't be taking yeah, yeah. this podcast for work, yeah, face no, no, back, no, no, go no, get yeah, some like professional go, help. Go yeah. and get some professional mm-hmm. help and whatever that is, because I still do believe that there is a taboo, you yeah. know, and there is this um stigma in terms of in our community, oh, in yeah. terms of mental health. Oh, and yeah. Everything is like, I just sufro de los nervios. Oh, se, no. Y es histeria, y está mm-hmm. bien, y yeah. los nervios, y estoy calmado, yeah. y un calmante, y usted de tilo, and all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> Chamomile tea and all that extra Listen, stuff. I'm not like, saying there is, that there aren't some ancient mm-hmm. rituals that you could incorporate mm-hmm. to, right. to, you know, help that process. But, it, but, it but even like else. migraines, you know, for my mom, I know that was depression. Her having migraines every day straight from work and going straight to bed. Ay, que tengo una migraña en la jaqueca or whatever. It's like, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. what's that about? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's amazing advice. Trust mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And your body's telling you all. Mm-hmm. When you get that, when you get that feeling, whether it's in your gut, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. I mean, I would just say definitely in your yeah. gut because it's hitting a core. Mm-hmm. So you know that something isn't right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, trust that you are making the right judgment in that moment you know um and if you feel like your body is tensing up or whatever like those are energies that are coming your way that are already telling you something is that you need to pay attention to yeah and become more in tune so yeah Mm -hmm. um my advice is to just have conversation Mm. just just talk just talk sometimes they're two-way conversations and sometimes um naomi during her podcast said while she was speaking, mm-hmm. she said, I just realized something. Yeah. Right? And um, that wouldn't have happened if you weren't sitting here having a, a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Um, speak about it. Talk about it when you're feeling it. Um, and also have that conversation with those around you mm-hmm. if you think that you see something that they don't see. Mm. Um, and, and I can say that I know that there were many times where people would say to me, I remember she used to be like, you're exhausting me. Wow. How did you do all of wow. that? Wow. Yeah, I post. I, I was looking at a post the other day where I went through a laundry list of like 17 things that I did in one day. Wow. And they included like soccer practice and groceries and the movies and in one day. Um, so yeah, so just keep talking because maybe I didn't hear it right then and there, but mm-hmm. I don't know that when I realized that I had a problem, when I realized that I was on a whole slew of medications and all that, all those comments and all those conversations and all those thoughts came flooding into my head and they still do um and even in talking through this process of writing this book and talking to different people i'm still learning i'm still determining things i'm still uncovering things um and i'm also learning to have those conversations and keep those platforms open for my children my pat my mom you know there's so many times that she is very old school and i have to sit her down and say like we we need to talk about this we need to have this conversation and it's going to be uncomfortable wow right but you can't continue to act like it didn't happen you Mm. can't continue to act like what you said didn't hurt me hurt me wow or um or let's talk about how you felt when i said or did what i did right because it's also stopping back stopping and saying um what did i do what did i say while I was going through my, well, whether it was last week, I was stressed out and went through something. I just want to go back and talk about what happened that day. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy the load that you lift off of yourself when you have that conversation, when you get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, my head and my brain is always going. So these days, <laughs> I just tell people, dump, yeah. dump that. You dump know, it. Get it out, deal with it, have that conversation. You'd be surprised what comes from those simple conversations. That is awesome, guys. So where can people buy this book? 
where? Because so I try to figure yes. it out on Instagram. I was like, I don't know if I want to put no Emmys page. I don't know where should I put. So where can they buy the book? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's like one. So, you know, you can, if you want to support me, if you want to. I think we all look at it as okay. just like just support regardless of mm-hmm. what's the thing. But mine specifically could be purchased at um, Once Upon a Night at Gmail. You could just send me uh, through PayPal and I do it that way. Mm-hmm. And then Cindy has her. So and by Sin, P-E-N-N-E-Z. And then. We just ordered there. We all got the right to sell our own books. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So it's, yeah. um yeah, so basically, you know, people, as they come across us, they <laughs> they just purchase it. But we, we yeah. are so happy even when they buy from one of the other authors. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the, the mission isn't really the revenue. It's really the book gets out there and the conversations and the changes start. This is amazing. This has been, I don't even want to end the conversation. <laughs> 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 this has been so great, guys. You are beautiful women mm-hmm. your stories are everyone's stories mm-hmm. and for you to share them and to be vulnerable and to let all the titties all out <laughs> <laughs> show it all everybody <laughs> and be raw and to really share a part of you that you've been hiding in behind your closed doors and you don't want anyone to share is important And so though we gave you a synopsis of the story, there's way more stuff in there that I purposely didn't want to tell you guys. You guys could buy the book (laughs) and you guys could read. And there's other authors um, that have so many other stories to share that I'm sure everyone can relate to. And I hope to have them also on here at some time because, again, this is a continued conversation and we're here to support one another. Um, We're here on a mission as women to really um, be together and really uplift one another. And so Mm -hmm. this is is part of that process and you guys have done that for me today, you know. So I'm grateful for you guys being here in my space, in my home, and just... I'm so I'm so happy. Yes, <laughs> I'm yes, so happy. Really so great. yes. Yeah. All right guys, so thank you for listening. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week and send us your girl what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at iambeauteousme.com. All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.